0: Okay, I
1: see you live. We are on live, yes. I'm scared. <laughs> Don't be afraid. It's just live. Hang out.
2: It's easy for you to say.
1: It is. Go for it, Rhonda. Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, what's the vibranium for? I'm glad I'm glad you asked that, because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Game on Girls' first Live hangout.
2: Look at her looking around. It
1: is. You're live. You are <laughs> live. You what are am I live. Doing? Sorry, I had the YouTube channel open in the other screen, and uh. it started talking. <laughs>
2: oh. with the delay. Yes. The delay is Hi. a killer.
1: Hi people. We're new at this.
2: <laughs> no, we're not really. We
1: are, but we aren't. We are what we aren't. <laughs> So I'm Regina from Game on Girl, and as I said, this is our first live hangout. Um, now that we've had a little lip, <laughs> I'm here with a few of the writers from the site. We're going to chat today, so uh, why don't we have everybody do uh, a quick introduction, starting with Rhonda. Hi, guys. It's Rhonda from Game on Girl. And Mark.
2: Hi, it's Mark from Game on Girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry.
0: Hi. It's Jerry from Game
1: One Girl. Hey! For some of us, this is the first time we've actually seen each other Uh in this debate. So, although we've all been working with each other for a couple years now. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, I'm going to really quickly send a tweet out on uh, the Game One Girl Twitter uh, to get more people watching us.
2: Is that more or some?
1: Uh, some, maybe.
2: <laughs>
1: Please come and watch us. Uh, so uh, if you have a Twitter account, you guys can go and hit your your retweet buttons and get that, that link out there.
2: Oh, sure, why not?
1: Oh, sure, why not?
2: What am I here for if not to retweet?
1: Wow. Well, <laughs> Retweeting is a wonderful thing. All right, so we have a few things we want to talk about today. What do you guys got? Where are we starting? Uh, we start with the movies. Okay, let's I mean, talk it's about movies. an obvious movies. choice. I think it is an obvious choice, yes. So let's start with the big one that everybody's probably, well, everybody probably hasn't seen it by now. Not everybody in the world, but enough people in the world have seen it that it can be our... Uh, <laughs> our starting point. Let's talk about Avengers Age of Ultron.
3: Yeah, it's been two weeks. It's been so, two weeks. Yeah. How
1: long has it been out? Two weeks now? Okay. Yeah, I think two weeks since
3: we talked about it. So, do we want to just do a show thumbs up or, or thumbs down first all at the same time? Sure. You go one, two, three. Jerry, what are you, man?
0: I'm up. Alright. All right. There he is. I'm yeah. a right, so you delayed up. on my part.
3: So, there is complete partiality. (laughs) There's no
1: consenting view. (laughs) Everybody liked it, so, right? (laughs) Yeah, I I did
2: like it, but I will say that I didn't like it as much as the first Avengers. It it was still really good, but uh, I think the first Avengers was better.
1: Okay, so you like the first one better. Is Mm -hmm. that a theme for you? Do you generally like the first of a series better?
2: Most of the time, although I can say I was never really a big fan of Alien, but Aliens is my favorite of the Alien franchise.
1: Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, What about you, Jerry? What are your thoughts?
0: Well, I really liked the film. I don't know if I liked it more than the first one myself. I've been trying to figure that out since I've seen it. I did really like the new characters they put in, especially Scarlet Witch. I thought she was really well done. I agree. But... uh, There was just something, I think, really magical about that first Avengers film that this new one didn't quite catch, but it's still really enjoyable, and it was really fun to watch. I agree with that.
3: Yeah, I do, too. I I think—oh, go ahead, Rhonda. You only ever have one honeymoon, so—
1: Yeah, I was going to say something very (laughs) similar to that, that I've said this as a teacher, too. The first time I teach a class, there's always a certain energy that I can never duplicate again. Um, because you're you're new and, and that like enthusiasm and that excitement for your material just doesn't uh, you can't replicate that and so I think a first of a series ends up falling into that same category
0: yeah uh,
1: it says
3: something though that it's extremely difficult to um, decide whether or not that the first one or the second one was a better movie I think yeah. that coming out out the gate with with a second film is You did a great job. Yeah.
1: People are not saying, meh. No, no, not at all. That's true. Yeah, people are just into it. So that says something, too. And you described it best, I think, Regina, when you said it had a lot of Joss in it. It It did. It was a Joss movie. It was a Joss movie. It was very clearly a Joss movie. And I feel like in terms of fandoms, you know, the Whedonverse is one of my favorite, just in general. In some levels, I feel like I've watched Joss grow up. As a, as a filmmaker and a director. And the Avengers movies for me are kind of the cap of what is great about what he does. Like he just mm. hit the mark with both of them so far uh, with a nice balance of intellectual storytelling, um, mm. character depth, you know, short quips that you remember, like that Tony Stark moment where he's like looking for the secret door. He's like, please be secret. Please be safe. Please take a door. And then he he goes, yay. I I mean, I just died in (sighs) the theater. I'm like, oh, I love you.
3: Yes. (laughs) That's all Whedon. (laughs) And that is. Go to
2: sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's so like, oh, you just, you feel like you're being hugged by the movie. Mm
3: -hmm. I love this. So... So Mark what about the um the difference in the second one that you saw
2: um as far as
3: why it wasn't as good as the first
2: um I think you guys are right I think it it is you know the the first one was the first blush of the rose so I mean <laughs> the second wasn't going to ever live up to that but also I I feel like um the editing in the first one was a lot tighter. I felt like the it was locked yeah. down a lot tighter. Like the the beats were really good when they when they mm-hmm. happened. They were just yeah. over the top. Like um, when Hulk and Thor got done, you know, trashing a bunch of guys, and they land in Grand Central Station together. And Hulk out of nowhere just punches Thor right out of frame.
4: <laughs>
2: perfect. I mean, just yeah. perfect. And same thing right. with um, you know the scene where Loki you know gets pissed at uh, Hulk and starts trying to berate him and Hulk just picks him up and thrashes him and walks away and says puny God I mean those 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 two moments in that film are just magic and I don't feel like there were any moments like that in the second film there was definitely great moments in the second film but I don't think any that that popped like those two moments did. But again, I did like the second film. And yeah. like Jerry was saying, I, Scarlet Witch is a really cool character. I play Marvel Heroes um, 2015 a lot, and she's one of my favorite heroes to play on that game. So it was really cool to see her show up in the movie.
3: Cool. Yeah, I think Wheaton's set his path. He's, he's, he's in.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: We're going to yeah. see a lot from him now. It's very exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah. now I think I, I read something that said that he wasn't going to do another Avengers movie. So I think mine. they
0: got the, the Russo brothers are going to do the last are two. Are going to do the I last understand. two? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's good. I was. I, I. mean, there's a little part of me that's like, oh, but at the same time, I think having done so well, I. Th- I think it's a really elegant thing to know how well you've done, yeah. and stop before you go too far, yeah. um, yep. which is what I would accuse George Lucas of not ever doing. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Yes, let's beat this until it's dead.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. So, what other movies are out there that we have to chat about?
3: Well, I went to see Mad Max today. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um. Well, awesome. I thought it was fantastic. But there was a um, there was a lot of impetus in me going to see it. The um was a lot of press. Of course, there was a lot of press on both movies. Right. Um, but it was on my list of must-see movies this year. But some apparently there was a, a Time Magazine article that came out about it being a very feminist film, and it was a yeah. Charlize Theron film. And knowing some very big Mad Max fans, <laughs> I know that they were uh, very concerned about this because the movie is called
1: Mad, Mad Max.
3: Max. Mm-hmm. So you know what happens if you have a movie like this with an iconic character um, and you're gonna reboot it and the title character is uh, Second fiddle. Yeah. Ended and I'm not saying that's, I'm not saying that's what happened. Um, But it is, it's a very hard film to describe, but it was a blast.
4: It was well made.
2: I've heard it's getting really good reviews, like on Rotten Tomatoes, and I've seen people tweeting about about (laughs) the movie. One of them that probably shouldn't be uttered here in polite company, but it was pretty damn funny. Um, (laughs) But... uh, so, do you feel like he plays a second fiddle in the movie, Rhonda?
3: No. And I watched it with that in mind, which I don't like doing. I don't like going into films because I had yeah, no I rumors about Avengers and th- some things about Scarlet Witch and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? If there's something going on that bothers me, it, it, it should hit, slap me in the face and get my attention. I left yeah. Avenger feeling great. Mm-hmm. Um Mad Max. What I had heard is, you know, well, it's Charlize Theron show. It's not. What it is is uh, a a movie about a world. If there's there are two stars in the film, it is um, the world of Mad Max and the Cars.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense too to the to the original, right? I mean, and I hate I kind of am gonna like question my them here, but I haven't actually seen the first one, so I don't... I know a little bit about it, and I've, you know, seen bits and pieces here and there over the years, but I haven't watched do, it beginning to end, so...
2: you mean you haven't seen the first one, or any of the original trilogy?
1: Any of the original trilogy. Uh, I haven't seen any of those, so... Homework! Homework! Yeah, serious.
2: serious. I don't, know. I don't know if it'd hold up, though. It's been a long time since I've watched them. I mean, at least 10 or 15 years, and, um... I don't know if it would if you, it would be something that you'd watch and go, why does everybody love this? Or you'd be mm-hmm. like on board right from the get-go. It's. I remember the first time I saw it um, was at the drive-in theater when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And my my mom wanted to go see it, and she didn't have a babysitter, so she dragged us along and <laughs> we at the drive-in. And I just remember, like, I, I, I don't remember how old I was. I think maybe... Somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to ten years old, or seven to nine years old, and I just remember being horrified by it the first time. I
4: saw it. That's brutal.
2: Yeah, and watched other movies out the out the back of the of the car at the other screen because I didn't want to see what was going on in front of me. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's a really it's a really cool world as far as you know mm-hmm. a post apocalyptic settings.
3: Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's the star of the film and I think in, in that effect, um, keeping that in mind um, I think it's a huge success. I, I, I don't think it's a... Uh, I, I tell you what it is to me that made me so happy about the film is that you cannot say that this is a feminist film, you can't say it's a misogynist film, you can't say it's an environmental film. It is a film about a world. Everybody plays equal parts mm. and roles. And to me, um, actually my husband described it very well after we left. It's sort of like Casino Royale was for James Bond. Mm. Um, James Bond didn't say uh, Bond, James Bond, until the end of Casino Royale. That's mm-hmm. true, yeah. That's when he our James Bond showed up. Right. Uh, that's the way I see this. It's almost like a prequel because Mad Max is an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he doesn't want to be involved with anyone or anything.
2: Mm-hmm. He just gets stuck and, in the middle of it all.
3: And he just he's there, and he's got to survive, and he really doesn't want to be anybody's hero. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's a, to me, one of the best scenes in, in the whole film um, stars him. And I think that's his beginning. And it's, it's toward the end of the film.
1: Do you, do you know if it's, is it planned to be like a trilogy? Or are there going to be more? Or is it going to be a longer story? I, I don't know, but they can easily do it at this point.
3: Because I think I think they've just barely scratched the surface with Tom mm-hmm. Hardy. And I think when you leave the movie, you leave
1: going, I want more Tom Hardy. Hmm. Cool. Cool. That's, yeah. that's a good... That's a, that's a good thing to leave a movie with. I mean, that's a success for them. Mm-hmm. Um. If you
0: want to see more, absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. definitely. No doubt about that. It,
3: and it was nonstop. It, I mean, you hear people say that, but when the movie starts, it, it, it doesn't quit. <laughs> I mean, it is brutal. I mean, nonstop through the entire thing is nothing but a battle. Right.
2: Does it, <laughs> does it? have some of those great little comic moments like the
3: uh,
2: <laughs> original movies did?
3: Yeah, but not as much. Not as much. Yeah. There's there's a there's a handful, and um, a lot of them are in visuals. There's the dialogue is very limited. Yeah. And um, the visuals are just fantastic. When you're talking about editing earlier about Avengers being um, not edited as tightly, the editing on this is is smart. Yeah. Yeah, and it brings in some of the comic elements. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah, and I mean, I think it, like I said, I think it treated everybody fairly. I think Charlize Theron's story was was brilliant, and I love the idea that every cast member played a huge role in the entire film. It was very enjoyable. But more Mad Max Max next time. (laughs) cool. Very
1: cool. Wow. So
3: was there anything in particular that um, prompted you, Mark, um, if nobody's checked out on um, the website lately, Mark put up an article last week about his growing despair with the video game industry and um, I didn't finish reading it yet. Is there something in particular that
1: prompted you to write that?
2: Yeah, I just I, I was trying to avoid saying, Saying it, um,
1: <laughs> naming yeah, names, and
2: because I had already kind of picked on them in my last article, which was Steam, and I, I've kind, I, I've gone through these phases with Steam. When I first started with Steam, they originally somehow lost my first account. I couldn't retrieve it. They have no way of contacting them directly or talking to a person. It's mm-hmm. all via email and automated and crap like that. And so I really hated them. And then my friends got into Steam and drugged me back into it. And, um, you know, for a while I've been pretty happy with it. And in the last couple of years, I think I've been falling out of love with it again. And what what brought me to the whole despair thing was is I go to steam to find games that are not triple a games because the triple a industry is well, like I said in the in the article is pretty much you know burn their bridges with me I've had my fill of crappy launches of games that in my opinion there's little excuse for Um, and this whole piecemealing out of games to us you know we go and people now buy a triple a game for 60 bucks 70 bucks a pop and what they get is a shell of a game so that they can sell you dlc that was already coded into the game that people have gone and data mined and found is already in the game it's just not available to you until you buy the dlc yeah you know and to me that's a real shitty way of treating your customers um so I've, I've had my fill with them, and so I go to Steam, and Steam makes me happy because, hey, indie games. You know, I can play lots of indie games.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, except for the doors have come off on Steam because they pretty much let anybody that wants to throw up a piece of crap and call it a game do that on their site. And
3: See, I didn't realize that when I read that in your article. I didn't know they were doing that.
2: Yeah, well, basically in the last... Up until actually this week, I've been going and looking at the games probably about once or twice a week to see if there's anything new and exciting I want to check out. And literally everything they're putting up in front of me says early access, early access, early access. And I mentioned it in my prior yeah. article that said... Your
1: article about early access?
2: Yeah, <laughs> that says they have a caveat emptor on all those early access games which says, well, this game may or may not be finished, so you know, buy it at your own peril. It's like, no, you don't do that. You don't put crap like and that up.
1: It's not only that it may or may not be finished, but it may or may not get finished. Like, Yeah. So they may drop this, you may pay 10 bucks for it, and this may be all you ever get of it.
2: Right, and there's nowhere else in the world that that works. You can't go to an appliance store and they have a sign on the front door that says, you can buy one of these and it might or might not work, and we might fix it or you know comp- complete building it you know and and that that doesn't work anywhere else in the world except for somehow in the world of video games and that has just gotten to be too much for me and everything that I, that they were showing me in my steam queue was a clone of some other better game like minecraft knockoffs um, uh, there's a very big Um, survival horror thing right now with sandbox games, and most of them are pretty crappy. I've actually really fallen in love with Seven Days to Die, Um, but there's a whole bunch of them out there, and they're all really crappy, and people are just trying to cash in on it. And I just, I feel like there's nothing good happening for the most part. I'm not saying there isn't, I'm just not seeing it, and
0: to have to really dig for it is disheartening. (laughs) So. Well, are you awkward. are you on
3: Bye. Steam, Jerry?
0: I actually don't do much with PC gaming. I have a Steam account, but I haven't touched it in years. So, I've I've always been more of a console, handheld person myself. And the nice thing about what I currently have is that, you know, Nintendo. I have Nintendo stuff that's like current, and I have a PlayStation Three. So that's the that's where I am, and while Nintendo's getting more into DLC and stuff like that now, I think they're doing it a bit smarter. Like, they're releasing the core game, and then they're expanding upon it with, like, different characters or stuff like that. They're not hiding things away quite as much as some other DLC things have been. And that's kind of nice. But I don't do too do much with DLC. I, I, I usually wait till the games come out later with, like, Game of the Year editions mm-hmm. or something like that. Because then you get like all of that content yeah. off the get-go, and then it's been kind of play-tested, all the bugs, at least a lot of the bugs, have been fixed, um, and all the content is generally there. So that's worked out well for me on the PlayStation 3, but Nintendo doesn't typically do that, so I kind of have to play it by ear with them and see if it's worthwhile to get the DLC for one of their things. So, like, I like Smash Brothers, I like Hyrule Warriors, I bought the DLC for those in a couple cases, but that's because I really liked the game. And, right.
1: You had already and, invested in the original, so you
0: bought yeah, the and, DLC because of that. And, like, with Hyrule Warriors, I used store credit for that, so I didn't actually pay the $60 for the game, so I didn't mind paying the $20 for the DLC because I already got the game technically for free. Right. So, interesting. that wasn't so much of a bother.
1: Well, I'm wondering, um, Mark, there was one comment from Sharon, who's actually another um, writer for the site, on um, your article. And one of the things I thought was interesting that she mentioned was that her kids, her kids who are also gamers, expect that now. They expect that when they buy a game, they'll be paying for the the DLC. And I'm wondering... It is. I know. Yeah, it was a little, terrible. <laughs> I was having like a. Oh, what really?
2: We've is got it, our little consumers trained.
1: Oh no! How can we go here? Um, but I think it's it's an interesting point though to think about profound changes in game culture from when perhaps some of us older gamers who mm-hmm. were used to buying you know a CD that had the entire game and if there was a bug in that CD and in that game, there wasn't a patch that fixed it later. You just worked around the bug, right?
4: Yeah. And,
1: the, you know, the DLC was not a thing. You just you bought another game later because you wanted to get past it or a sequel or whatnot. So yeah. do you have any thoughts about the, that kind of concept and that idea that, like, game culture is shifting around this?
2: I think it's just the different between, difference between the generations, to be mm. honest. I think uh, it has... It's probably more to do with... Um, it's it's definitely generational. Um, all I'm assuming I don't know how old Jerry is, but I'm assuming all of us here were around when um, you know the arcade games came along and kind of have gone through the entire um, timeline of video games up until now. And you know, it's only in the last probably maybe five to eight years that this has started becoming a thing and I think it's okay for those kids because a lot of them were getting into games at that point and that's just the way it was you know right from the get-go this is Mm. what they were what they were expecting um, or, or what they were exposed to and we who are older have gone through a period of time where we bought the game. We, When you bought a game, you bought the whole game. And yes, there might be an expansion down the road, but that was usually a year or two down the road.
1: Right. Or, or there was a sequel I'm thinking of. Um, one of the games that Ron and I talked about in her very original interview, which was Myst. Mm-hmm. And how um, there were like three or four sequels that came out after that. But you got that whole game. You got the disc and you had that whole game. Even right. if at the time when you got the disc, you didn't have a computer to play it on. <laughs> <laughs> See how I remember things. <laughs>
3: Visualize what you want. Yeah, it will come exactly.
0: to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm 32, Mark, so I'm right there alongside you guys. So yeah,
4: I, yeah, I
0: grew up with the NES, so I definitely know the experience of buying a game brand new and then getting all you could out of it. Because when I was a kid, at least I didn't get games very often. I got them like as birthday presents or Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. And my allowance usually went into like Ninja Turtle action figures and stuff like that. I didn't think that I should consolidate all that money and buy more games. Right. But it might have been might have been because of video rentals, because you could go to a store and rent something for yeah. a week, mm-hmm. and then you know rent it again if you really liked it. Remember the passwords, because you couldn't save anything back in those days.
1: Yeah. 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 Wow, that is back in the day. Not the yeah. old. Okay, new topic. I don't want to feel old anymore. Yeah,
3: I've got a friend who asks me all the time, what games are you looking forward to coming out? And there just aren't any. Yeah, I haven't
1: yeah. I haven't been excited about anything in a long time. And you know, and I bought the expansion for WoW while thinking and, and it was great and I really did enjoy the hour or two of it that I managed to play. <laughs> Before I cancel my subscription again. Oh, such a bad
2: game. Yeah, I'm not letting you guys talk me into that crap ever again.
1: (laughs) You said that last time. (laughs) Yeah, this time
2: it's for sure. You guys basically proved my point.
1: I know, I know. We so did. I'm sorry.
2: Sorry. It's not just you. You and Ryan, even my wife. It's like, oh my God, come on, people. (laughs) (laughs) This crap. And then none of you even want to play at the same time I want to play or do what I want to do or whatever.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry, I apologize for all of us.
0: <laughs> I remember reading something about Blizzard losing about 3 million people after every expansion about a month or two down the road. Mm, sounds about right.
1: Yeah, that seems...
2: Yeah. I'm sure they pad that. They they, they tend to count uh, any any of those um, uh, game time cards that they sell, like Game Stops and stuff like that. If there's uh-huh. even a penny left on one of those, they count it as an open subscription. Okay. Which is kind of cheating. That's how yeah, they. Yeah. That's. We still have twenty million players. No, you don't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They. They're a little sneaky that way, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They need a new tune. Yeah. They do. It's.
2: It's funny that you mentioned that. Not looking forward to anything because that's exactly that was another thing that made me write that article. Is I was I there was just nothing on the horizon that had me excited at all. Um. And our mutual friend David um, emailed me uh, a couple months back and said, "So, hey, what's on your what's on your radar for new releases for video games? What are you excited about?" And you know, he gave me his list of things, and I kind of looked at him. Man, <laughs> you're so negative. <laughs> no, I've
1: never done that.
2: Yeah, I'm not negative. It's just there's nothing out there that's really exciting at the moment. It's the same AAA crap fests that have been out there for the last 5 years or so. So I know
3: I'll, I'll buy the next Mass Effect, but I won't buy it I won't pre-order it.
2: No, pre-ordering's a fool's Aaron. now. I used to be okay with pre-ordering because I thought like in the in- instances of games like um, uh, you know, WoW and Diablo 3 where they're going to have servers. The whole idea behind the pre-ordering was for them to get an idea of what the numbers were going to be so that they could make it's sure they crap. Had, yeah. yeah. That's never happened. Every one of those rollouts is always a fail. It's always a server fail. Not enough, you know, server going on. It's like, "Well, how How is that possible? You guys did a pre-order. You knew that you had at least this many people buying it straight out. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of extrapolate from there how many other people yeah, are going to be out beyond that."
4: So,
2: yeah, it's I don't funny. play
0: online a whole lot, so I don't have much to say in terms of that type of expectation. But you do—you would think that with a game like Diablo 3, how big Diablo and Diablo 2 were on Battle.net, that uh-huh. they would totally have that down by the time it came out. Exactly. They're going to require you to play it online to even do anything with it. Exactly, so.
1: yeah, that you didn't You didn't have a chance to, or an option to play those offline, so yeah, right. it's funny because um, I don't know if I, any of you use uh, an app called TimeHop, which, like, shows you your previous um, social media from the day, so, like, every day you can open it and you can see what you posted previously. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of an interesting thing. It's like a time capsule of social media. And so it was either yesterday or the day before. All my tweets were about how Diablo 3 servers kept crashing.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I'm so satisfied because I finally got to play it for two hours right after it came out. And I'm like, wow, that's really sad. Mm-hmm. That's really, really
3: sad. <laughs> I know we'll buy the new Batman game.
0: Oh, I will too, but I'm going to wait. <laughs> yeah. Early adoption is a fool's game. Yeah, Warner Brothers has been releasing Game of the Year for everything major since I think Batman, Arkham City, at least. So I haven't bought anything new from them in years. I just yeah. waited for the Game of the Year for it to go on sale. I got I got Arkham City for yeah. twenty bucks. I got the Injustice mm-hmm. game for twenty bucks. And all the DLC that came with them yeah, that other people
2: exactly paid them the exactly paid an additional sixty bucks for. So
3: yeah, you can get Borderlands Two now with all everything for thirty dollars.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's worth it's worth waiting. I mean, it's it's. I don't know the, I, what was it? So Diablo Three was the last time that I did any buy before it's been out for a while thing, and I won't be doing that again. Yeah. Yep. No. No, nope. no. Diablo three really burned me. Yeah, I know. We were really excited about it too. Um, we went back through some of our old episodes, Rhonda, and saw us talking about how excited we were when it came out. And,
2: and I called it, didn't I call it?
1: Mm-hmm. Did you?
2: <laughs> yep. You guys I asked me. I was excited about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll see."
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go back and reinstall Diablo two and just play it, just so I can remember what no, it was no, supposed no. to be. Glory.
2: I've got glory. something. I've got something else for you to do, and it's totally free. Go and download Path of Exile.
1: Yeah, I actually I think you'd like Path of Exile, Rhonda. Okay. It's. Yeah, I agree.
2: One word of warning, though. You're going to be a little overwhelmed the first time you open up the skill tree. And
1: no kidding. Oh my God, the the skill tree on that game is insane. It's I not mean, really
2: a skill tree, so much as a skill web.
1: Spreadsheets. <laughs> it <laughs> looks spreadsheet. like a brain. It looks like a brain. Like if you you zoom out and you look at the whole thing, it looks like a brain. So, <laughs> like the connections, the neural connections from a brain. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Li- really quick, I just want to thank we have we have one watcher, so we have somebody who's watching us live. Ooh! Hi, Ooh! hi, you are. Thanks. You can leave us comments on Twitter if you'd like, or if you want to um, comment on the the YouTube link, we can see those comments as well. So, for our one person. Thanks for checking us out.
2: <laughs> it's probably Ryan or Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: might <just> be. <laughs> it might be. There might be a significant other in there. Um, and really quickly, like as a little interlude here, um, let's do a little. Let's show off some geek stuff that maybe we have handy.
0: Okay. I'm I'm handy. Little,
1: yeah. handy. You just happen to have sitting by. <laughs> your
0: <desk>. Yes, conveniently. <laughs>
1: Yes, conveniently happen to have by your desk. Um, I've been sipping from mine, so
0: here's oh, cool!
1: Wonder Woman uh, cup. wonderful. Isn't that right. great? That was a birthday gift a couple of years ago from my friend Michael. So if he ever checks this out, he can see that I do, I do use the cup from him.
4: You
2: don't use um, it very often, do you?
1: I don't use it very often? No, I don't, actually.
2: It looks pristine almost. It looks it, really is.
0: nice.
1: It's in really good shape, yeah. Yeah. All right, so Jerry, what do you have as a little surprise? So,
0: so I had to dig this out of the stuff that I am packing up to move, but it was worth it, I think. So I have a copy of Goldeneye for the Nintendo 64 that I got signed by Richard Kiel, who played Jaws in two of the films. So let me stick it kind of close. Nice. There you go. Oh wow, that
1: is so awesome.
0: I used to swear a lot playing that game. <laughs> yeah, I was replaying it a little bit ago, and, uh, yeah, I could see why. It's a lot harder than I remembered it being. I don't know how I got all the cheats back in 97. Well,
2: I, I, I was swearing a lot because I was playing multiplayer with our friend Trevor, and he was really, really super good at it and liked to use the uh, um, remote detonation mines or whatever. Oh. Were. So you come running around the corner after him and boom! Yeah. <laughs> And then you would swear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: my friends, my friends and I always played Golden Gun when we played. So we run around, usually in the temple, and mm-hmm. try to get the Golden Gun and be the one that everyone was scared of. <laughs>
3: nice. What have you got, yeah. Mark?
2: I have, and it's missing a counterpart at the moment. My wife hasn't ordered it for me yet, but um, this is little my little pop cap. I think it's PopCap. Is that the name of the company? Um, This is uh, Lo Pan from Big Trouble in Little China. (laughs) That was one of my favorite movies from the 80s. And there's going to be a Jack Burton um, at some point.
1: Um, I don't know (laughs) if
2: you can see it, but his little hands... He's holding his hands like he did in the movie when he was controlling the uh the magical oh, yeah. got and pinkies together. That's great. Yeah. Yep.
1: That's pretty wow. awesome. That's hilarious. That's yeah. awesome.
2: So I'll have uh, Tim Tim Burton's or not Tim Burton, but Jack Burton.
3: Right. Um,
2: sometime here in the near future to go cool.
3: with. Him. Cool. They're making a fortune up those figures. They are. They're, just, they're fantastic.
1: Well they're yeah. so well they're so well done. I have Jane from um, Firefly. They're mm-hmm. so nicely done. I mean, it's it's hard to hard to beat them.
2: You can't see them back there, but on my wife's desk somewhere, there she's got Iron Man, Groot in his little in his little pot growing. Aww. She has another Groot, and she has Star Lord.
1: Nice. <laughs> I've got a-
3: Edna Mode. What's that? Edna Mode from The Incredibles.
2: Oh. Yeah. The oh, costume designer. <laughs>
1: go fight, win! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you have for us, Rhonda?
3: Well, for the longest time, I, was, um, I wasn't I was paying attention to the back of the uh, Kelly Pseudoconics' newest uh, writing series it is called Bitch Planet. And I think they've got four issues out now. And it's um, printed, um, at least on the outside cover, very much like an Oh, just a really old dime store pulp uh, magazine, uh, printing-wise, and it lo- the ads on the back page looked that way, which I thought were a joke. But when I read the editorials next month, it said, "Yes, the ads are real." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I started reading them, and you can—they already had read prepared. Um, Bitch Planet uh, memorabilia that you could order and purchase, and one of the absolute most desirable pieces was this phone <laughs> finger. Nice. And people will notice the uh, non-compliant logo, which is in the the. This is just it, it says everything, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. this, it
1: really does.
2: Yeah, it does. You're number
4: <laughs>
1: one. Indeed. Love yeah. that. And I'll show you which number. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how this machine
2: works.
1: (laughs) I'm
3: sorry. Well, do any of you guys do um, summer reading lists?
2: Um, No.
1: I have in previous lives, but... (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm just happy when I get a chance to read. It's hard yeah. for me to just sit down and read a book. I would like to read but I just get distracted by the internet or by games or other things.
2: I actually read a lot
0: on the internet now. I don't yeah, read books as much. I do a lot of that too.
2: Although I did read The Martian a while back ago and uh, it was delightful.
3: Yes, it was. It was really wonderful.
1: I think you read that uh, after your recommendation, Rhonda.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's really great. I think the movie comes out this year.
2: It was it was because of your recommendation, Rhonda, and um, Adam Savage is from MythBusters on his podcast. They were talking about it and how great a book it was. So I ordered it and laid down at eleven o'clock one night to to read it, and then finished it at seven in the morning and went. I need to go to sleep for a little while.
3: <laughs> I couldn't put it down. I just
4: mm-hmm.
3: I, I just couldn't put it down. And, and I don't know the last time I was able to say that about a book.
2: It was yeah.
3: pretty amazing.
2: It's one of those ones where you get to the end of a chapter, and it's like, oh, damn it, now what happens? Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> How's he
1: getting out of this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: well, do nice you have one. some background.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, what was that, Jerry?
0: I said, that's always nice when that happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's that's sort of the pinnacle of, of great book moments when you're like, i got to know what's going
3: on. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Did, so did you anybody
3: have... else read Ready Player One?
2: No. No. no.
3: Uh, so, really, it, it, was, it, it, it did really well when it came out, and uh, some other people have had some kind of really mixed reviews about it. They're making a movie out of it as well. Oh,
1: I think um, I saw that.
0: Okay, yeah, I think that's where I recognize it from.
3: Yeah, I think that the biggest complaint was that it it, it it wasn't really a story as much as it was just rattling off a bunch of 80's memorabilia um, and so a bunch of baby boomers just felt very nostalgic reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a good story. I liked it. I liked the the, the thriller of it. He's coming out. Um, uh, the writer of that is um, Ernest Klein, and he's coming out with a new book. Um, in July, so it'll be late summer, I guess, called Armada. Um, I'll read it. I enjoy the first one, but it's going to be based on uh, the same kind of stuff, the same type of memorabilia, so we'll see if there's more story or if there's just more nostalgia. <laughs> I don't know.
4: <laughs>
3: but, um, I, most of the things I'm reading right now, I don't have anything... Um, there's a lot of things on my list that aren't out yet. But, uh, what, oh, does anybody else know. read horror? Uh,
2: are you talking about the Scarlet Gospels? Is that what you're leading into?
3: Um, well, I was, uh, but <laughs> do you read Clive Barker?
2: Oh, I love Clive Barker. I haven't read a l- much of his stuff lately, but back, you know, in the days of Hellraiser, I read, you know, Books of Blood, and okay,
4: and,
2: um, uh, The Hellbound Heart, and, um, man, I can't even think of it. some of the Harry Demore stuff.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
2: So I'm I'm really looking forward to the Scarlet Gospels.
3: Yeah, I I had not read I don't, I, I thought I had read some Clyde Barker, but apparently I hadn't. And so I went ahead and I downloaded um, Hellbound Heart, and um, it was too much for me.
2: Too too graphic or horrible.
3: yeah, it was just. It was just too horrible. The graphics don't, don't bother me, but I, I, it was just way too disturbing for me. And, I mean, I've always been uh, soft horror anyway,
4: mm-hmm. but
3: I was a huge Stephen King fan. And um,
1: Well, he's, he's really – I mean, he's got horror for sure, but
3: – He's not the same.
1: I'd probably put him more in suspense.
2: Mm-hmm. Who, Clive Barker?
1: No, no, Stephen King. Yeah. Um, than horror. It's, and it's psychological, a lot of... Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Rather than visceral. Yeah. What
2: mm-hmm. I would suggest for you, Rhonda, if you want to check out some writing by Clyde Barker that isn't disturbing, um, you should check out some of his fantasy stuff. Um, I can't think of the names of the books right now. I think Weave World might be one of them, because um, I, was, I was never really into his fantasy stuff as much, but... Um, he has some really interesting um, takes on fantasy. Um, from what I remember, it's been a long time since I've read any of them. Um, it's it's more, it's not like, you know, high fantasy dragons and all mm-hmm. that nonsense. It's more um, like the fantasy of the mind, you know, and alternate realities yeah. and, th- and things like that. So, yeah,
3: because I'm not a big fantasy person either. Um, oh. which is weird because I'm reading a fantasy right now, um, which is unusual. What are you reading? Um, I'm, I went back to um, Guy, Gabrielle Kay, uh, the one who wrote uh, Sailing to Cent- um, Centorium, I think it is, and uh, Mosaic. Uh, those were amazing fantasy stories. They were just absolutely amazing. But I'm reading um, Isabel right now, and eh, it's it's not pure fantasy. It's actually set in modern times about a high school kid visiting France, mm. and he runs into all of this um, fantasy stuff. Apparently, he's got some sort of supernatural past. I just don't like it as well. Um, but it's a very highly rated book. Um, but the, what got me started? I always get a lot of my book recommendations from um, Entertainment Weekly magazine, and they'd mention some horror stuff. And I've been getting really tired of um, some of the things I've been reading lately, and um, I was like, "Man, I haven't read any horror in a while." And they recommended uh, within these walls, and I'm not even sure I could pronounce the um, the lady's name, Ania Alborn, A H mm-hmm. um, L B O R N. And this is a situation when you guys brought up the um, buying games and them being crap. Mm-hmm. With books on Amazon, you, when you can you download a sample, and then when you get the book, if you decide to buy the book, you get the whole book. You know, you don't have to buy extra chapters later to find out the real <laughs> ending or anything like that. Right. Um, so, the publishing company at least is great. Well, I downloaded the sample of Alborn's book, and I've never read so many cliches in the first two chapters of my entire life. Every cliche you could possibly think of for a <laughs> horror story. It's like how could you recommend this book? I mean, I don't want to have to go through two chapters of cliches to get to something unique if if she's got something unique in here. Right, absolutely. Yeah, no.
0: Not very promising. Yeah.
3: No. So I was, you know, in two chapters I was saved, you know, having to purchase <laughs> that, that book. And, yeah. I mean, I imagine, you know, she may be um, a good author. I've never read anything else by her. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had we had Tim Weaver on the show. He's supposed to be coming out with his next one uh, this mm. summer, um, but I'm not sure whether or not it's going to be published in the U.S. or not.
2: Probably not straight away. He's been tweeting about it here and there. About <laughs> one of the last one I, that jumped out at me was he said he had spent eight hours writing 1,081 words and wasn't happy about it or something like that. So.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> struggling, I'm struggling. But yeah, we'll yeah. have to. His his are intense. His are. These are pretty intense.
2: I still, but, need yeah, to read those.
3: So, what do you like to read, uh, Mark?
2: Um, I'm kind of all over the place. Um, I like some horror. Uh, um, I like uh, kind of. I don't know. I, you know, I just like good books. Is basically what it boils down mm-hmm. to. I, um, Yes. The last thing I read, like I said, was The Martian. Um, when I was a kid, um, my my big love was uh, Anne Rice's Vampire Chronicles. And then mm-hmm. she, like, after Queen of the Damned, they kind of got really fruity for my taste. I read them all, but I wasn't so excited about them anymore. Um, yeah. It's
3: uh, like I, an I re- game.
2: Yeah. I read some, I've read some Stephen King over the years. Yeah. Um, A little bit of Koontz. Man, who was the guy that uh, wrote the book with Stephen King?
3: Oh, yeah. um...
2: It was back in the 80s, I think it was.
3: Yeah, I can't think of his name.
2: I I read read that book that he wrote with uh, Stephen King and some of his other stuff. I can't remember who he is for the
0: life of me. It's Peter something. Oh, I still can't put it, get it in I, my head. That's all I can remember is the first name. I think <laughs> it starts with an S, but that's all I got. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm, I'm just really all over the place, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, I, I do tend more towards kind of uh, science fiction and dark fantasy and horror and, and such like that.
3: Regina, I just finished a book you might like. Um, have you read um, anything by Sally Green? I don't think so. I just finished Half Bad, um, oh. and it's it's YA, and it's a it's a trilogy, and it's one of the few trilogies I think that I would actually consider finishing. Most trilogies, oh. <laughs> they they really <laughs> don't have my attention that much. It's like, oh come on, guys, I want something else. Um, <laughs> But it's about a, it's very interesting. It's a witch story. It's supernatural fantasy, uh, I guess. And the witch community is um, very distinct. There are white witches and black witches. Mm. But the black witches are, um, they're trying to get rid of them. They're, they're apparently just horrible, oh. horrible people. Um, think Voldemort. Um, and yeah, um, Malfoy and stuff, just really terrible people. And so, um, the white witches at least have got a little control over it. But you never know whether someone's going to be a white or a black witch uh, necessarily until their um, coming of age
1: day. Oh, when they so. turn thirteen.
2: There's a movie about that recently. Is it based off those books?
1: Oh, I yeah, don't know. I was, I was just wondering about that too. I remember. Um, God, I don't remember what it was called. It wasn't called half bad though.
2: It had Jeremy Irons in it, if anybody cares. Yeah,
1: he was like the mentor like like on her on her birthday or something, it was gonna like something was gonna happen. I don't remember. So
4: I mean look. Uh, yeah, yeah, please
1: look. Yeah. Um, but it sounds I like that. Well, I like that idea of the It's Coming very, of the age being significant to
3: yes, and and it's very significant if you don't um, perform those rites.
1: Mm,
3: yeah, um, at the time of coming of age, and um, it's it's much grittier. It's it's a YA book, and it's it's got the thing about the witches and um, a very tame, gentle coming of age type story. That's not it's not heavy handed. Mm-hmm. So you oh, that's good. That a yeah. bunch of Teenage girls sitting around reading it and swooning. Um, it's kind of gritty, <laughs> uh, kind of
1: cruel. Yeah. So, well, I yeah. wonder. It, yeah.
2: Was it beautiful creatures?
1: I think it was beautiful creatures. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll have to double check and see if that's who.
2: It's. Was it was based upon the novel of the same name by Cami Garcia and Margaret. Oh, okay.
1: okay, so it's not the same. It's not the same series.
2: It sounds like the same premise.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. It does definitely sound like the same premise. Oh, all the YA stuff is starting to sound the same. It does have that. I think that's actually one of the reasons why I haven't read that much. I mean, part of that is um, life circumstances, but I think I'm just kind of done for a while. <laughs> yeah. Rhonda knows um, exactly how much uh, YA literature I've read, and we're actually exact opposites in that I like I have to know how the story ends
3: yep she'll finish that series man it doesn't matter how many books you put out she'll read them
1: I will read them <laughs> I'll <laughs> <laughs> what was that?
2: <laughs> even if you have to choke it down.
1: <laughs> yes, even if I have to choke it down. I will I will finish the series even if I get to the point where I'm like, I hate these characters and I don't want to be reading this anymore. i still Life's have too
2: to short. Life's too short. You just need to like if a if a series isn't worth it, just drop it. If if a book series isn't worth it, just drop it. Just go. It's it's better. I can
1: do that with a game. If I get to a point where I'm not enjoying a game, I can drop it, no problem. Um, but there's something, and there always has been, like, um, there was a, um, oh, God, who's the guy who wrote, um, the GARP book, um, John Irving? John
0: Irving? Yeah,
1: Yeah. John Irving. I read one of his, like, I got into a kick of his. I do this where I get, like, hyper-focused on a specific author, and I think I kind of did that just with YA in general. I got kind of hyper-focused on YA, um, but I got hyper focused on John Irving, and like in my early 20s, and his newest book came out, and I bought it immediately, and I hated it, and I mean, I hated that book, and it was six or seven hundred pages long, and it only got interesting like the last hundred pages, and I read the whole thing, the whole thing, and I hated it until the last hundred pages. So.
0: Yeah, my wife used to do that. Yeah. But, uh... She used to just read things, even if she wasn't enjoying it at all. She would just go all the way through it, and then just throw it away or whatever. But I told—I I managed to talk to her about it, and she doesn't do that anymore.
1: Yeah, I'm a little—I'm a little less inclined to it now than I used to be when I was younger. I was very much more steadfast about it when I was younger, but. Um... Sometimes, if the story has a certain, if I have a certain investment in the characters in the story, especially I found with the the YA, um, the young adult series, I would get attached to the characters. If I was attached to them, then I would hang in there. Well,
3: that reminds me of um, Have you read anything by um, Erica Johansson? I know that name.
0: Yeah, the name. The, rings d- bell, but the I queen
3: don't. of the queen of Tearling. Hmm.
0: You no. might i'll
3: I'll email you that one too yeah, apparently yeah. it was um the second one's coming out
4: mm. uh,
3: and I had never heard of it i I downloaded the sample and it's it's pure fantasy, mm-hmm. but I was very surprised how captivated
1: I was by it interesting um, All right. yeah it so. I yeah. need some recommendations. I should have a little bit. I'm working a little less for the first time in like my academic career. I'm teaching less for the summer. I'm not not teaching, but <laughs>
2: <Wow>. <laughs> I'm not
1: teaching a full load of classes for the summer like I usually do. So,
2: so we Is can everybody... party when I get out there. What was that? So we can party when I get out
1: there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so does everybody have jobs? Everybody works?
0: And, uh, I won't be shortly, but that's because of the move. Oh. So I'm looking for work, but hopefully I'll have something by the time we move.
1: When you're relocating to um, a different area, too, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. No. I'm looking for work, too, so. Yeah, because I'm in a new area. Yeah. Yes, exactly, because you just relocated, too. Major. It just seems to be in the
0: air, apparently.
1: It does yeah, seem to be in the air, am, I guess. Yeah, it's that time of year. It's this year. I just have I have lots of friends who are going through major life transitions right now. So,
3: Man, 2015 started off with a bang. Yeah. Not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know whether you guys know or not. Of course, I'm a TV fanatic, but uh, um, Friday a lot of the networks put out their fall season previews.
4: Mm-hmm
3: and um, I don't know whether you, I've already watched them all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched just a handful that were sent out via email.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you were asked to. <laughs>
2: I'm not much of a TV person. It's not to say that I don't like TV, I just can't put up with the ads. So I, I'm yeah. oh. waiting until it's on Netflix and binge watch.
3: Oh, I don't watch on
1: television. Oh. I haven't watched anything on television in ages. Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. I do all streaming services at this point. It's all nice streaming. Yeah.
3: yeah, which is which is what's interesting because I mean, hopefully everybody has seen Daredevil.
2: Oh yeah. Although <sighs> so, I've only no seen the bit. first
1: couple of episodes, but I'm I'm waiting to watch all of it. But it's yeah. fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. Talk about binge-watching. God, so much punching, man. So much punching. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you seen the... Well, Mark, have you seen the video um,
3: the, uh, where the the movie is... Um, the TV show is edited to a uh, song, uh, Chumbawamba song,
0: Oh,
1: I've heard of that. I've get knocked that. down, yeah, back up again.
2: Well, it's funny that you mentioned it. I haven't seen it, but one of the things that my wife started saying towards the end of the season, or you know, the end of the series, every time you get knocked down, she go, "And there he is on his ass again." <laughs> <laughs> every time, it got pretty funny. <laughs> it was
1: good, Gaga. Happy that I mean. uh, yeah, he did. He really... I Like I said, all, I've only seen the first couple, two episodes, but I was like, wow. Those are some punches. <laughs> it hurt. Like, it hurt to watch some of them.
2: I forget, was the uh, the fight scene where he saves... What's her name? Is it Karen? Is Karen uh-huh. their, their office gal? Yeah. Is the second episode the one where he saves her when she's at, so. back in her apartment? Yeah. Yeah, that fight scene is pretty intense. It's... Yeah.
1: Well, and the one that I remember was he was in a hallway. He was trying to rescue a little boy.
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 It it, oh. it was really a good fight scene, but at the same time, it kind of reminded me of the old Scooby Doo cartoons where they're you know running in and out of doors. <laughs> 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 yep, it was. It, that
1: was an intense scene. Like that was in, I some like intense that. fighting. It I was like I, 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 haven't watched it because I don't want to watch it alone. <laughs> 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 I want to have somebody that I can decompress with.
2: <laughs> well, if you don't get a chance to watch it before I get out there, I'll, I'll binge right. watch it with I you again.
1: Yeah, there is going to be a second season. They've already announced oh, that yeah. they're doing a second season of it, which I'm not surprised from the success of it. Yeah. But, but
0: I'll have to reading. watch it sometime.
1: You should watch it, Jerry. Yeah. You
0: my, wife, my wife and I really like the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff, so we'll have to give it a try.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
2: It's
0: definitely we're checking out, and yeah. I, I think they do a good job
2: of... I mean, obviously, it's not believable this guy's out there being a vigilante any more than any superhero thing, but the fact that it, he doesn't just take a punch and... Walk away and everything's fine. It's every time you yeah. see him after a yeah. fight he looks like he's been in a fight and he's wincing and hobbling or doubled over or
0: something. so I, yeah. I like yeah. the fact that they actually he should to recover it. but there's consequences
2: I
1: like he has to getting
0: kicked yeah. <laughs> And it makes sense for Daredevil to be the vehicle for that because his superpowers are not anything physical so much. They're, they're his senses. Yeah, just right. perception. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's cool. So, Rhonda, what were some of the um, the videos that you had or some of the, the highlights of the TV?
3: Yeah, I was just going to um, just do a link um, tomorrow about all of the previews okay. for the major networks. So, cool. ABC, CBS, CW, which... I'm sorry, I don't like CW,
1: but... um, They actually have some okay shows on, surprisingly enough.
2: But she probably doesn't (laughs) like the fact that every one of those shows seems to need to have a club scene or a dance scene.
3: (laughs) They're just... they're, I don't know. Isn't
1: isn't Arrow on CW? Arrow and... um... Yeah,
0: Arrow and Flash.
1: Flash, Flash. That's what it was. I was trying to remember, yeah.
0: And my favorite show of all time, Whose Line Is It Anyway? But it has nothing to do with superheroes. No. no. But it's still no. a good show.
3: Yeah.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah.
3: And say, I love Supernatural, and I just don't... I, I don't know why that one hit with me, but nothing else on there does. But also um, Fox and NBC. So there's a, a ton of new shows coming out, and um, we're just going to talk about one or so from each of the networks. Uh, one of the ones that made me nervous... Because I had heard rumors that they were going to try to bring the Muppets back. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I was like, oh, I don't, know. I don't know about this. But the trailer's out. Yeah. Uh, so who all got to see it?
0: Yeah, I did, I did get to see that one as well. Yeah. So
3: All right. So what do you think?
0: I think it could be pretty
2: Good. I say very hesitantly, (laughs) depending on how
0: adult they decide to get with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The trailer was promising because it it did show the Muppets as they are self-aware that they're in a TV show and they're poking fun at things, which I think is what they do best.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: So I'm I'm hoping that they can keep that spirit through without making it too corny or um, forced. Uh, the trailer seemed to indicate they might be able to handle it, but we'll just have to see once it actually comes out.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I th- you, I, what was that?
3: Did you? What did you think?
1: Oh, I thought it was. I thought it looked really good. It was really different from what I expected, um, mm-hmm. which I which I appreciated. I appreciated yeah. that it kind of it kind of threw me off kilter from mm-hmm. um, what you know what we've known and what we've loved about the Muppets. Mm-hmm. This is this is not that Muppets, and I think it's a good. What what I'm noticing about children's movies is that a lot of them these days are written for the parents, which is delightful for the parents. Yeah. Um, but I really like that this is written for adults, but just written for adults. It's not, here, we're marketing this to your kids, and it's really for your grown-ups. This is, this is just for grown-ups, and I think building on the nostalgia of the people, like us perhaps, that loved the Muppets from when we were kids, because that was like one of my favorite shows, yeah. I think it's a really brilliant move on their part. I think that that's, yeah. in terms of marketing, in terms of, you know, who's going to watch the show, I think that that's brilliant. Um, yeah. And and it's, you know, I love that they were making fun of the devices even. They're like, oh, you know, let's, you know, with the whole thing with Gonzo was like, you know, oh, well, you know, and they show you saying one thing in a one-on-one interview, and you say completely the opposite in the group. You know, oh, that's so <laughs> overdone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like bingo, I love this.
2: <laughs> yeah. All I all I gotta say is that they better have the two grumpy old guys from the balcony, or else. Uh... Yeah,
1: they were in the they were in the trailer. They were in the trailer.
2: They were the trailer. they? Were the yeah. Trailer. I didn't,
1: yeah. Yeah, they're at the end of the trailer. They're at the oh, end of the trailer. So. I
2: cut it off too quick.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just they like were they my were my dad's favorite. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I loved. I loved them too. Even even as a kid, I thought they were funny. So I think they're funnier now, though.
4: Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I there love.
3: are some. Um, there are some superhero type stuff coming out. I mean, a lot of a lot of geeky stuff. Um, a lot of the genres that we've been talking about. Yeah. And I didn't even know it until in the past few days that they were going to be doing Supergirl on CBS. Um, has it, anybody gotten to see that trailer? I I yeah, I, I watched that one.
2: I um, actually saw a commercial for it on TV the other day um, and was surprised. I was like, oh, Supergirl, huh? <laughs> so.
1: so, I'm going to put you on the spot, Rhonda. What do you think? I was very impressed. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I was like... I wasn't ready to be. I was ready to be like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and... And it's
3: very difficult for me to be impressed, especially when it's going to be a, um, a teen. Mm-hmm. And she's definitely just coming into her own as a, as a woman and as a superhero. She's a kid.
1: right? And
3: the, I guess that's the whole thing about a CW. the CW, part of the reason why I don't like that is yeah. the young adults thing. But I think they're handling it really well. I thought it, so, too it was very relatable and they were, I think the biggest thing is they seem to be respecting the character and respecting um, the idea that she's like a real human being. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Exactly. That's that's what I liked about it too, was there was so much um, foible about it. You know, <laughs> like like stu- stumbling and, and watching her like run and try to figure out how to fly I loved that moment, like watching her run down and she's stripping off like her clothes as she's trying to get more aerodynamic to take off and not that she gets naked. Don't go there.
2: I wasn't. Uh, I, out I, of my wasn't.
1: I, <laughs> I wasn't necessarily pointing fingers at you guys, but general person.
0: Is there oh, one no. viewer that we have?
1: <laughs> the one viewer, yeah, don't go there viewer. <laughs> <laughs> are
4: these oh, still I'm
3: not a I'm not a Superman fan either. I'm not none of the supers are that big a
1: you know, he's he's pretty unrelatable. Um, yeah. I, I kind of felt that she was probably going to be that way, too, and I think that's mm-hmm. why the, the human aspect of her and the kind of tripping and the you know the adolescence of it, I yeah. think, is brilliant in terms of making it that kind of character who is invincible, who can stand up to bullets, who can fly, blah, 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 yeah. have more of, uh, you know, Oh I, I can relate to this character and this is interesting so.
0: Yeah, because Superman's really unrelatable to me because he's like perfect and there's yeah. really hard it's really hard for me personally to ever get into his character or into his story arcs at all because yeah he seems to have a solution to everything right and that's just there, that's there's no tension with him really
1: right yeah and
0: um, like the only time I think I actually liked Superman was in the injustice video game where he was the villain. And so that was kind of of different, because he thought he was doing the right thing, but but for the wrong reasons. So that was interesting, but that's the only time I've actually been, like, at all interested in the Superman universe whatsoever. But I'm glad to hear that they're treating this particular character with some humanity, Mm -hmm. and... Mm-hmm. show her as she's developing her the notion of being a superhero I think that's yeah. important.
1: It, it is really it's really different it's a really different approach than sort of that um show up and have a perfect hero um lawful good you know doing all yeah. the right things kind of guy so I think it'll be interesting and it, and they it harkens back to him as well it talks about him as her cousin so it's interesting you yeah. well, unfortunately
0: worried. everyone I've got to cut out okay so this thanks has for joining us. Fun, oh, yeah. absolutely. We'll have to do thanks, this again. Perry.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, We're going to try to do so this.
0: Thanks. Much much thanks. Yes. Wait, my camera's reversed. There we go. My
1: all right. <laughs> <there we> go. <laughs> all
0: right. Thank you, guys. I'll see you soon.
4: All right. Bye.
3: <laughs> well, the other um, CW is going to be putting out. Um, there's just so much superhero stuff, but
2: apparently there yes. are they're.
1: they're Huh? There's a lot I was I noticed mm-hmm. that it was just something I noticed the other day I was thinking about like
2: because you know. it's the thing that's making money right now they're yeah, going I know. to pound yeah. that into the ground until nobody wants to see it anymore <laughs>
1: yeah yeah just like well,
3: and zombies CW's putting out DC's Legends of tomorrow
1: I watched that one and you know what I don't remember it <laughs> Nope <laughs> which is completely it's forgettable. Crazy. Completely, like I'm like I don't even, I don't remember anything about it, which is interesting to think about. I just I know I watched it, but I'm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's CW. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Is if if there's an advocate for CW or the the trailer, please just jump right in and yeah. we will read your
1: comments. If but our, if our one <laughs> viewer who is there are watching no fans now, here there <laughs>
4: is our one
2: viewer still there?
1: Uh, yes, our one viewer is.
2: All right, here. time out to wave at the viewer.
1: Hi. Hi, viewer. Thank you. Thanks for Hi, viewing. Viewer. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for checking us out. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I don't, I you know, I I view the shows that I watch that are on um, CW are very much guilty pleasures. Like, I watched yeah. Heart of Dixie. Um, just because it was the cute little horrible show. Hey. <laughs> you just scowled at me, Rhonda. Was that a scowl?
2: You're not no. supposed to have guilty pleasures. <laughs> Isabella wrote about that not too long ago.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, welcome. All right. <laughs> it was I have just a, a pleasure movie. then. <laughs>
2: I have, a, I have a, to, a total side note. I have a I have a, a theory for why people have guilty pleasures, and that's just because the the thing that they like that's a guilty pleasure doesn't fit into their normal view of themselves as a person.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's part of what Isabella mm-hmm. was saying too yeah. in her article. Was it you know outside of who you think of yourself, and so my guilty pleasures tend to be my most unfeminist, you know, media. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: <I'm> just about <laughs> passed out.
1: Oh yeah.
3: (laughs) What did she say? I didn't hear it.
1: Oh, I said uh, my most unfeminist moments. My Uh most unfeminist are my guilty pleasures, or things that I don't think are very feminist. So. Oh yeah, I got okay. Yeah, yeah. So, no. Well, one that
3: is more interesting, but a lot more elusive. At least until the trailer came out Friday. It's given a little bit of a hint. I've heard about this a long time ago, and the only face of it was Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm, And it's on Fox called Scream Queens. But I can never find out anything about what it was really about. But they actually have put out um, a few videos. And it looks like it's going to be a slasher TV show. Yep,
1: that's what it looked like. In a sorority house.
2: It looked... Well, first off, you have to point out that... they put right at the top of the of the trailer from the makers of Glee and American Horror Story. <laughs> it's like
1: that tells wow. you. Wow. Yeah, you don't need to watch a trailer after that.
2: <laughs> That's, no, not a chocolate in my peanut butter moment.
1: <laughs> no.
2: Um, and when I watched the trailer, I thought to myself, "This looks like it's going to be a lot more Glee than it is American Horror Story." At least from the silliness that I saw. So I don't know that I would be interested in it. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I
3: don't, yeah know. I don't think I'm going to get as much Jamie as I probably would want. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, you know?
2: I'm surprised yeah. she's doing anything because I read something a while back ago that said she was done with acting. She wasn't um, really worried about fighting.
1: Yeah, they say that and then their pocketbooks run a little thin... Well,
3: who knows? She's probably only going to be on there a couple of times anyway. Yeah, it
1: could be just that they, you know, a name to draw you into it. Like, it certainly piqued your interest, which was, you know.
3: Uh, Yeah, and I mean, I I thought that it was going to be sort of like a uh, mockumentary where um, she was a host and they talked about different screen queens or went through... um, the life of a Scream Queen or something like that. But it's it's a sorority show. And it's going to be all about the girls and get, getting killed during in dark corners in some guy's bedroom. So we'll see. We'll see. Because yeah. the, the lead character on it was on um, the last season of, not the last season, but the uh, third season, I believe, of American Horror Story. Um, she was one of the witches.
1: Yeah.
3: She was good, so we'll see. She may be a new scream queen.
1: <laughs> I guess we'll see.
3: All right, what was the last one that you had? I think there was one more, right? The last one is the absolute um, best, the most unique and original one that I saw a trailer for. The most hopeful um, didn't look like it was a copy of anything else. It's on NBC, and it's called Blind Spot. And even without, with seeing the trailer, even if I feel like I describe the trailer, I feel like I'm giving stuff away.
2: And um, I also don't think you could describe it in such a way to do it justice. mm I, I when, you, when I went and looked at that, the, the first thing I, I said was, oh, well, this looks intriguing. I don't know that it'll, it'll hold my attention for any amount of time, but I'm certainly willing to give it a shot now.
3: Yeah, it's at least got the most original concept. Yeah. And, um, it, it asked the most questions. The trailer was put together well, where I just I want to go in and it's like, okay, I, w- I want to see what they're going to do with this. So. Yeah. And the actress, did anybody recognize the actress? No, I didn't. Um, Lady Sith from Thor.
2: Oh. oh, it's Jamie? Yeah. I did not recognize her.
1: Isn't that wild? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That's cool, but it's crazy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's just a sampling. And there were some really, really crappy ones that I'm not even going to bother mentioning yeah, besides you know, the C W. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: we got to find a fan of the CW and have, yeah. have CW we have represented. Have we should find somebody. See if we can get somebody from the network <laughs> to come talk to us on a Hangout. <laughs> no, no. They're just marketing. We need a fan. Okay, we need a fan. Okay, yes, we'll find. Does we'll...
2: like anything on the CW? I only ask because she's, you know, a skosh younger than the rest of us. Skosh. Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm saying that nicely.
1: Yes, you are. You are. <laughs> uh, maybe we can ask. We can find out. She wasn't. That's a, a good person, idea. But that is a good idea because she would definitely have a different perspective, I think, than than mm. some of us old codgers have. Okay, well, we didn't have this on the agenda. I'm gonna throw it out here anyway because I haven't talked to anybody about it and I'm kind of bursting at the seams to mention it to Rhonda. Anybody know?
2: No. What?
1: The Big Bang Theory finale. Oh, oh right, right, oh. right, right, right. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I didn't because I had to talk to somebody about it and the okay, only person okay, I could okay. think about was Rhonda. I needed to talk to Rhonda about it. Okay, well, you
3: better... Me. You guys need to talk first.
1: Okay. It.
4: Why do okay. we need to well, talk first? Okay. <laughs>
1: So I don't because, think she's gonna like what I've got to say. Oh, I don't know. I don't I don't have I don't mind <laughs> 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 I'm really glad I had the camera on you for that one. <laughs> um I, I don't know, I'm not I don't know. Well Mark, what did what did, what, did, what are your feel okay, so spoiler alert. Bing okay. spoiler alert Ping. spoiler alert, spoiler alert bling 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 end of end of season is it eight, eight? Season eight, end of season eight. Spoiler alert. Okay, I'm making. So, can we see our listener's name? No, I I can't figure out how to do that. (laughs) Dear dear listener. Dear listener. We spoil. Yes.
3: Um, We're talking directly (laughs) to you because we want to be sensitive to you. Yes,
1: exactly. And this is being recorded, and it won't be available on YouTube for people to watch later. So.
3: Oh, I don't care if we spoil it for them. They do. Okay.
1: Okay, because they weren't here.
3: (laughs) They weren't here. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you all. (laughs) All
1: Alright, so uh, the end of season 8 for The Big Bang Theory saw major changes in pretty much every relationship on the show. Um, Penny and Leonard are headed off to Elope to uh, Las Vegas. Um, Bernadette and uh, Howard are trying to break up with Stuart, which I knew wasn't going to happen, because Stuart is, like, the perfect foil for the whole show, so there's no way he can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Raj was trying to break up with his girlfriend, but told her he loved her instead. Um,
2: (laughs) In the graveyard. (laughs) In the
1: graveyard, right, before they're about to have sex, which is just, like, a whole other thing. Um, And Sheldon and Amy, after having an incident with Sheldon, essentially says, you know, we need to take a break from our relationship, and, um, you know, that's code for it pretty sure we're breaking up uh and then sheldon pulls out a wedding ring
2: after she stopped they stopped talking to each other on skype
1: yes yes after they stopped talking to each other on skype he pulls out a wedding ring and um says to gollum you know what am i supposed to do with this now
2: so you're the expert what should i do with this ring
1: (laughs) yes you're the ring expert all right mark what do you think what were your feelings thoughts
2: um i love the show so i don't I find very little about it that I dislike. I love the writing, mm-hmm. I love the pacing, um, I, I love all the characters in the show. Um, so I didn't really have anything negative. Um, it was kind of funny too because I wasn't really watching it directly. I, I had it on over my shoulder and I just happened to get up and, and see that scene you know, as it unfolded.
1: Which was with Sheldon and Amy?
2: Yeah, with okay. the Sheldon and Amy, with them break, you know, her basically breaking up, and then right. um, you know, turning to Gollum and saying, "Well, you're the expert. What should we do with this okay. ring?" And both my wife and I are like, "Oh my god!" Right. That's <laughs> and
1: exactly I, what they wanted.
2: And I and I really loved the fact that it was from him talking with um, Amy and. At least I got the feeling that it was from him talking with Amy and uh, why is his name
1: Penny and Leonard? You mean?
2: Yes, Penny and Leonard. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Earlier, when he was trying to figure out why they weren't married, why they
1: hadn't set a date, and blah yeah. blah blah.
2: Yeah. And I and I took it that with him trying to help them figure out why they hadn't set a date yet and all that, that he realized that. You know, he, he should actually. Ready. He was yeah. ready to be in that kind of a relationship with Amy, so uh, I thought it was kind of a bittersweet thing at the end. And I mm-hmm. really, I really like. It. I like it when they actually get past the silliness of Sheldon's neuroses, and he has those you know real human moments um, occasionally. So when that <laughs> happened, I was like going, "Aw, but Aww, you know, right, yeah, but
1: okay." I thought it was well, good. You thought it was good, okay. Um, I thought it was completely out of character. I don't buy it for a single second. I thought it was one of the first times that he, the writers just took him a place that I don't think he would have gone with his character. Um, and I think they did it for that, oh my God, it's the end of the season and I have to watch next season. I was pissed. I, I'm still pissed. <laughs> and I'm like, I, you know, I. This whole season had a couple of moments where I was like, "Ah, I still think we're moving in a a direction that I don't think is indicative of Sheldon's character. And I was really kind of like, okay, I'll kind of let this go and see if they play with this. And then when he pulled that ring out, I was like, no. He wouldn't have done that. I I really, truly believe that was completely out of character. So, Rhonda? (laughs) Yeah, it was
3: nothing, nothing fit.
1: It, it didn't, it really, it really, right? It just, it smelled.
2: <laughs> Nothing yeah, bad. but you gotta, you gotta think back to all the other kind of breakthroughs with Sheldon. They're, they're never things that are worked up to. They're always things that just happen, and, you know, that part of the dam is broke, and they move forward. Like, the first time he held her hand, the, the first time he kissed her on the train.
1: Yeah. You know,
2: um... Things like that to me. To me, it's like with well, Sheldon, it always happens at like a lightning bolt. It isn't and, like a yeah, slow-up.
1: yeah. I and I can understand that, but I I think for me, uh, there's a certain like Sheldon doesn't care about social conformity at all. Like that's not a thing for his
2: character. I don't think that's true though. I, I do. I, I really I just, do. I just Go watched ahead. the episode the other day where. Um, uh, they, they, Amy talks about the the neuroscience experiment, you know, or psycho- psychology experiment, where you know subjects could fall in love with each other by answering these questions back and forth truthfully, and then um, look deep into each other's eyes, and they'd fall in love. Yeah. And during that, when they're answering the questions, he says some pretty telling things. Um, to Penny, you know, like, how he wish he could read everybody's minds because then he he wouldn't be awkward in those settings and, you know, trying to figure out what people's motives are or what they're thinking mm-hmm. or why. So I think, yeah, he's socially awkward and he doesn't follow social convention very often, but on the other hand, when people say, Sheldon, it's the social convention, he'll go, oh, right, it's the social convention, I'll do that then. And there's there's... Mm-hmm. Things where that happens on and off throughout the, the series. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's 100 percent perfect, but I think it it does kind of fit in the way that he kind of falls into um, these these moments with Amy and everybody else on the show, really, where he kind of has these you know breakthroughs where he's, mm-hmm. oh, I'm a person. So I'm not saying that you you don't have a right to be ranked yeah. or anything like that, but. To me, it didn't just jump out at me and say, this is impossible. I thought, yeah, it, it definitely was a moment that they, they planned for you know, pure shock value. That's what they do. That's what they always do at the end of a season. Yeah. But I don't think it's so far-fetched to say that Sheldon might have decided that after watching, you know, talking Penny, Penny and, and
1: Leonard. Into Leonard,
2: it, yeah. Leonard through that.
1: Moving into it, yeah.
2: And I think what he was doing there was also talking himself into it. That could be. That's that's the, the, the gist of what I was getting when I was watching that whole thing.
1: Okay, maybe I'll give it a little bit more. I don't know. I still think, not completely convinced. <laughs> it's not out of character for him. It just felt it felt very out of character. Were you expecting
2: that. it? Were you like watching and waiting for it to happen at the end of the, the episode?
1: I very much had a feeling it was headed in that direction. um when and,
2: they and were... you was already made up your mind that you were going to be angry if they did it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Yes. I think you should watch it again when they re-air it and and. Well,
1: I mean, I watch them all on CBS.com anyway, so yeah. I mean, I could go back and watch it now, but um, I'm still too. I have to let my emotional.
3: Yeah, I mean, when I when I watched it, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting anything at all, and so it was the whole thing. Like Mark was saying, when it happened, I went, and I sat there forever, just like this, going,
2: "Did that just happen?"
3: <laughs> yes. Um, but I think the the difference of opinion that you you both have, to me, it ge- speaks volumes to the show because yeah. I think the I think the characters are play doh. I don't think they really have any. Solid agency at all. I think that mm-hmm. whatever they want or need the characters to be, they, they just make them into. They make them into that. I mean, the mm-hmm. Penny and Leonard
1: story is is very tiring. Yeah, I'm I'm over it too. It's the,
3: the, to me that they're they have not done a really great job at all in creating that relationship with those two. That I mean, when they got it engaged, so it felt forced.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it had potential. Uh, you know what had potential that didn't follow through for me uh, was her new career. Um, like, yeah. I really felt good about that, and I really felt good about, like, where they were going with her character, and I just feel like it just went, like, it yeah. just it didn't go where I wanted it to. And, and then the conflicts between her and Leonard about it are over money, and I, it just, there was so much more that could have been there that just kind of, like, Yeah.
3: It's just, down. it's just, it's a, it's a, a, it's a- a good thirty-minute sitcom. That's it what it is. Yeah. It's like yeah. two bro girls. Yeah. They've got great writers, and it's extremely fun. Yeah. But if if you're really invested in um, watching a, a characterization, you're not gonna get it there. I mean, I don't yeah. like I don't like what they're doing with Bernadette. Howard never grows up. He keeps acting like an adolescent. Stewart is very interesting. Yes, I agree. Stewart,
1: I feel, is like the most interesting character on the show right yeah. now. Like he's got, um, you know, different things going on. He's a different person. I was glad so. they finally got Raj a girlfriend. Me too. And I don't know why she has to be demented. And, yeah, I agree. Uh,
3: I don't know why Amy takes crap from Sheldon. Yeah. And so you it, you know, it. That's just the kind of show it is. So I I just kind of enjoy it for the fun of it. All everything they did in that last episode, I. I was constantly going, and <laughs> I enjoyed it.
4: Yeah.
3: That's, that's but good. that's all there is to it because yeah. I'm not gonna ever get anything, anything more out of it as far as characterization because it's just not consistent at all. Yeah.
1: Well, and yeah, I think that I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about them that way from now on. I think, or at least incorporate that into my thinking. Like, not that they're consistent characters, and that they are just sort of, like you said, Plato. I really like that as a. As a metaphor for how they treat the characters, because I really did feel like it was out of out of character for Sheldon. So yeah, I mean, when it was
3: over, I was like, he wouldn't do that. Exactly. Yeah. But they, I mean, what what was I think what was brilliant about it is the writers knew that mm-hmm. the writers knew what Amy won what Amy wanted. The writers knew what the audience right. wants Amy to get. Mm-hmm. And they know what they want Sheldon to do, mm-hmm. and the writers are just smart that way. And at least the writers are consistent in that. And I think it's the same way with Two Broke Girls. Every single time you sit down and watch the episode, you know exactly how they're going to act. You know exactly what mm-hmm. they're going to say, and they just keep doing those things.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah.
3: Well, So every every episode's like a pilot. That's yeah.
2: every. I think I shouldn't say every, it's but I think most sitcoms, but. Mm-hmm. I th- I like disorder. that they do those things every now and with Sheldon that make you go what? Because oh yeah,
1: I love the train thing.
2: Yeah, I love I yeah,
1: I thought the train the train thing I could hang with. I felt like that had some emotional grounding to it. And
2: well, if you go back and watch that episode, you'll see that there is emotional grounding, because <laughs> I, I was watching that episode or that that scene with them, uh-huh. and I'm watching Sheldon. I'm like going, why does Sheldon care so much? I mean normally you think that Sheldon's just pushing to be Sheldon, but I, I felt like he was at something else when he was doing it. And Maybe. and Okay, so
1: I'll give it another watch.
2: When that happened, I yeah, I'm I was like, my nostrils
1: thinking about it.
2: Yeah. It doesn't work. Doesn't work for me. My wife and her sisters float in nostrils all the time. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um But when I saw it, yeah, I was like, oh, my God. But at the same time, I was like going, yeah, in the context of that that scene, I believe it because I feel like he was working up to something in his mind. It wasn't just Mm. him, you know, poking at uh, Penny and Leonard. Mm-hmm. And I like when they do those things with Sheldon where he surprises you and he does human things because, I mean, his character's fun and all that, but there are times when my wife and I watch the show and he's like, you know, everybody, who's giving me a ride to the train store or whatever? It's like, piss off, you're an adult man. Mm-hmm. Take the bus or get yeah. a
1: car. Well, I, I feel I feel that way about, about those moments with Sheldon. I feel that way about Penny and Leonard's relationship at this point and I'm like... You need to go somewhere else with this. And like I said, I had real hope with her taking that new job and mm-hmm. having a different kind of agency and I think it really just fell flat. So I I'm sad about that.
2: You guys are ruining it for me. Just ruining it. Cuz now I'm thinking about it this season I'm like going, yeah, kind of was just there at times, but still, I still like the show. I still like I
1: still like the show. I'm still going to watch. It. I'm still going to watch the show.
2: I love the dialogue.
1: I, I love, you know, it's got a lot to it that I really that I really enjoy. I,
2: I actually didn't even start watching the show when it first came out. I was yeah, I intrigued, and my ex-wife at the time would come in and watch it while I was on the computer, and I wasn't watching the show, but I could hear the dialogue and the jokes they were making, you know, based off of you know scientific principles and stuff like that, and just how quick and witty it was. And I was like, okay, this show is. A little something else. I think I am interested in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well that was my last thing that I wanted to make sure we got a little discussion. (laughs) I'm glad you remembered. I I
3: totally (laughs) forgot about that. That and when I I sat down to watch the finale after you mentioned it, hey, let's talk about this. I was like, Oh yeah, I need to watch that and and the the whole time I was like, Oh, now I know why she (laughs) wants to talk about (laughs) that. Oh, boy. Oh,
1: boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually thought, I'm like, I, I wonder if Rhonda and I are actually going to agree on this for once.
2: I, th- I, think, uh, I think you were totally on the I hate it column, and I was more on the I love it column, and I think Rhonda kind of fell mm-hmm. solidly somewhere in here. <laughs> yep.
3: And that's the kind of show it is. That I, is I, the kind
1: I, of show it is, yep.
3: Yeah, I, I still think the writing is very, very smart. I do too. Um, I think yeah. that they get derailed sometimes, and mm-hmm. they are, d- aren't solid in the direction.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: um, it, it, probably in the fact that they want the characters to change or grow, but at the same time, that the the premises they've the premise they've set up doesn't yeah. necessarily.
2: They need to shift. If they don't have oh. all the dicks, they don't play off of each other.
3: I yeah. love the episodes, and they spent more than one doing it. I love the episodes where they um, where they honored Howard's mother.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. Those were those were my, was those were so my favorite well of the season. They were really well done. They were beautifully written. They were crafted. The acting was outstanding. I mean, just it was it was good. And the, you know, and there are. There are those moments in the show, and I really, you know, hang on on for those moments. Um, and really, you know, I could have kind of hung on with it. You know, they've been poorly writing Penny since the beginning. She still doesn't have a last name. I thought for sure, you know, when they went to get married, we'd finally learn her last name. She's a main character on the show. She has no last name.
2: Can I, can um, I tell you something about Penny, though? I, I know from a feminist standpoint, everybody hates Penny. I, I like a lot. I like I the fact Penny. that she holds her own with those guys, and the best part about it is, is when she yeah. is having a problem with those guys, she basically can threaten them with fisticuffs, <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and they're like,
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: "Okay." No, they're a
3: little scared of her.
1: Yeah, they are a little scared of her, and and I like, I love, I don't, I don't Penny's them. character at all. I think, I think mm-hmm. actually that you know that Penny's character is is good, is a good character. I think she's an interesting character, but I think that. The writers have kind of fallen into a couple of traps with her that I think, you know, some tropes, some retelling of the stories that they do that they could break out of very easily mm-hmm. and and give her a little bit more agency and a little bit more power, and I think that that would be, I don't think those would be bad things. To add to what she already has, she's pithy. Mm-hmm. She is that character um, they talk about um, in Shakespeare where um, it's the character of the fool who can tell the truth to the king. Mm-hmm, yep. And that's Penny. Penny is yeah. that character, and she's fantastic at it because she will just cut them to the chase with one line. They'll be all this like da 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 da, and she's like, boom, done. Yeah. You know? And I love that. I think that that's great, and I love that it's a you know that that's a female character having that. I just think that.
2: I love the fact that she, there's, more. there's an episode where the four of them are the damsel in distress, and
1: uh, oh yeah, the one with the bully, it, with, yeah, with the guy Pot, who Pot stole
2: Zarnacki. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. And she takes them back there, yeah. and she whops them one of the nuts, and yeah. <laughs> she sheldon Sheldon's stuff back, and yeah. it's
3: like... Yeah, how, that was great. How, yeah, how that was great. dream about
2: that her at that Because yeah. she's the hero. Yeah. <laughs> she slays it the is. dragon and saves yep. the boys.
1: Yep, exactly. She's great, you know, and I, I love that about her, and I love that about her character. And, um, you know, I just and, want a little more for her. That gives... That that shows
3: the 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 depth of the writer's mm-hmm. potential because yes. that was a trap that the boys were stuck in. Right. In this identity from high school about being beat up and that they couldn't overcome that. Right. Right. And now as adults, what they needed was someone from the outside as an adult to handle the situation and show them you are grown up now, you do not have to stay a victim. Right. Yeah, And, I mean, that sounds really heavy for the type of show that it is, but I think that's what the, the
1: smartness about their writing. Right, and you're, exactly. And, that's, and those are the moments that I love, and that's one of the mm-hmm. reasons why I love the show so much, because they do have those moments that transcend and where you have those stories that are told that way. Yeah. And they're important and they're useful. And so when you get those moments, I just get when they're not there.
2: <laughs> so what do you guys think the deal is with Raj's girlfriend? Because I don't, I have no clue as to where the, what they're planning with her, or where they're trying to go. I don't think she's his real girlfriend. I think she's going to. I, it just doesn't feel right to me. I think they're going to drop her somehow. It, yeah. Whether Raj breaks well, up with her Well, they've kind of painted him into
1: a corner where he has to. Um, you know, kind of. That's kind of the direction that has to go now. Yeah. yeah. Well, that may be what all of next season is
3: about. Is yeah. Is pulling back the layers on her, but I mean, it could it could very well go to. Um, the direction of, like, raising hope, she turns out to be a serial killer or something.
2: Oh, God, I hope not. (laughs) I think that would be a little too heavy for (laughs) the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Oh, I don't
3: know. (laughs) 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 I bet they could write that funny. I bet they could, too.
2: (laughs) I think it would look a lot like an episode of Scooby-Doo with all of them running back and forth in the
3: hallway, though. In the (laughs) doorway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That would be good. That's a great challenge. That would be. That would would be. yeah. Right. She,
3: well, okay. And didn't she have sort of like a her house that had w- weird decorations or something? What was her
1: oh, No, she... in, in that episode she wanted to buy a severed head with nails in it and make a lamp out of it.
3: I know, but Raj, well, the first time he went to her apartment, did she have a bunch of taxidermy or something or what? What was it?
2: I remember him getting into her nightstand in the yes. bedroom and finding like some weird magazine or something like that. I think I can't remember. Okay. Yeah. Now, but it was more about him having uh, like, <laughs> gotten into, her, her, into her stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
2: she's a weird okay. character. I mean, it's not that she there are that are out there that are into the macabre because I am. I if you were down in my my uh, parlor as I like to call it you'd find that I have skulls all over the place <laughs> so I mean there's people that like that kind of stuff that doesn't necessarily make them bad but yeah. she she is seem kind she seems kind of weird though I, seems, I don't she no.
1: seems out of place
2: mm-hmm, yeah. out
1: of place that's how I that's how I look at her she seems out of place and I don't know I don't know we'll see what that
2: right and is. I also didn't like the th- the bit with her and Penny hating each other
1: yeah well that's just so typical you know. Cheap storytelling.
2: Oh, yeah,
4: let's just...
1: create conflict.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Two women hate each other. Go. <laughs> no, it's true. It's it just true. It was...
2: I was agreeing with you. Didn't you see me yeah. nodding my head?
1: No, I don't. I didn't. No, um, like yeah. okay. Let's move past this quickly. Come yes. On. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we can wrap up now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Still this have our is one fun. viewer. Uh, we do
2: thanks for Aww. staying one viewer staying you're awesome
1: yeah. <laughs> thank you so much so thanks for watching um, we're going to put this up on the YouTube well actually it's going on my YouTube channel I'll probably have to change that at some point and get it on the Game One Girl one um, but yeah this will be available to watch on YouTube and it's also going to be available uh, for download as a podcast episode so um, yeah we're hoping to do this monthly Yeah. Maybe have some guests. Maybe have, have some pop in, pop out. Exactly. Have some people come in and check it out, and uh, and hang out and chat, and hopefully get a little bit more interaction from more than one viewer next time.
2: <laughs> but spread slowly. the word.
1: Spread the word. <laughs> spread the word. Yes. Yes. We, so we
2: appreciate you hanging with us, viewer. Yes, yes. we do.
1: Thank you. Thank you, viewer one. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Bye, everybody. Bye. Yes, I did too. <laughs> Bye. Game on. Game on.
2: Come on. <laughs>